0: Today on The Breakdown, it's not that often that we do a hand between two of the best poker players in the world in a cash game when they're both three-quarters of a million dollars deep. But today we're doing that because it's Scott Seaver against Andrew Roble from the Aria Super High Rollerball cash game from a few years ago. And this hand, oh, this hand. A lot of people talked about this hand. And now we're going to break it down right now with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> A lot of people talked First about it. I mean, more than three. Right? Sure. I've talked about it, and Mike D'Angelo suggested it on Twitter. That's two right there. Yeah, Mike I just D'Angelo. need one more person
1: in the whole world that we're home. Mike D'Angelo is among the most loyal of Poker Guys yeah. fans, and we respect him for that. You know, That is the only way to earn our respect. <laughs> is
0: it to be a loyal Poker Guys fan? Yeah. Yeah, no question. Um, you, of course, Mike D'Angelo's claim to fame. Please, go ahead. He
1: has a quote on the Memento DVD. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Congratulations on that, Mike, from Time Out Magazine.
0: 1996 or... I still own... uh, Excuse me. Memento came out in like 2001. How dare you? Did it? Yeah. Are you sure it's not a 90s movie? I am sure. Okay. I'm sure. Uh, It may have been 2000. It's 2000 or 2001 um that movie is fantastic and i own the dvd even now even all these years later i I still own it and i've got the mike d'angelo quote on it
1: between the between the two poker guys mesmerizing between the two poker guys we own two copies of the memento dvd or if as mike
0: d'angelo might say two copies of the mike d'angelo quote yeah that's true (laughs)
1: that's what you're really paying for when you buy the dvd
0: (laughs) yeah but mike d'angelo's been there for been with us for a really long time Giving us suggestions, tweeting thoughts and stuff. He was actually at the World Series main event final table in the crowd a few years back at one point. Oh, yeah,
1: I remember that. Yeah.
0: I don't remember much about it beyond that. But I remember we said something to him and he tweeted something sort of sardonically back because he couldn't believe how how dumb a question we were asking, whatever it was. <laughs> but it wasn't in a mean way, it was fine. Cool. Anyway, Mike D'Angelo on Twitter. If you guys have a suggestion for the breakdown, you gotta tweet it at us. We're of course at two poker guys. That's the number two poker guys. And, uh, you know, we might just do it, but you got to include a YouTube link, you got to timestamp
1: that YouTube link and that's yeah. it. That's the whole deal. Mike D'Angelo, you, you know, guys didn't see what I just did. Yeah, but that was really useless. It was, really like, useless it was a respect. I, I had to do it to make what I'm about to say. True. Oh, okay. Okay. I just showed a sign of respect to Mike D'Angelo, which is what Sammy Sosa used to do after he hit a home run, <laughs> hit himself in the chest twice, kiss his fingers and then give the peace sign. So you could have just said you did it and not actually done it, but no, you really, why did would it. it, why would I do that? This right. is not. This is an authentic pod, podcast. I hashtag live authentically, so <laughs> I'm going to be authentic. Okay. Yeah, I, su- I support that. You should. I do. And I support Mike
0: D'Angelo, and that's why I did the Sammy Sosa thing. I support Scott Siever, and that's why I'm doing this hand.
1: What about Andrew Roble?
0: Mm. You're not a big Andrew Roble He's fan? He's fine. But Siever's the man. Come on. Siever's
1: funny. Yeah. You know, in my mind, the Super High Roller Bowl started really recently as a thing. Yeah. But it, I mean, this hand has Dan Coleman sitting at the table. That guy hasn't played poker for a long time. <laughs> no, this is like 2015 something. or 16. One of those. Okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Been, but it's been a while. I think this might've been the second year of the Super High Roller Bowl's existence. As they say,
0: it's been a minute. Yeah. I think it's the second year. Yeah. Like the first year they just had the Super High Roller Bowl. Then they did the cash game along with it. This was on, this is on Poker Central, not Poker Go. Poker Go didn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the technicalities. Let's get into it. Let's dive deep. Into no, let's the... talk
1: about how long the video is of the hand. Okay. that's technical. Sure. Technicalities. No, it's not. Okay. Now you guys have to look it up for yourselves, and that's going to hurt. Is it? Who's it going to hurt? Mike D'Angelo. <laughs> it, this, this is hurting Mike D'Angelo right now, I think. I, it should be. That's the intent. It's hurting me. <laughs> good. All right. Let's get to the hand then. Okay. We'll finally do it. Thank you. It's uh, good old Andrew Roble, who's, uh, you know dead ringer for a young uh, marlon brando is what you, you always right. say and that's also what i think that's correct i yes. think that was said on high stakes poker it was. it was either by aj benza or gabe kaplan it was benza it was benza
0: and i agree i completely agree he really does look like um, streetcar named desire
1: level marlon brando okay good for him yeah was a movie star not bad i mean dead movie star so not as good not as good also he gained a lot of weight so a lot that's going to happen to Andrew Roble. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew Robles is going to open the hand. We are playing a $400, 800 cash game with either a $100 or $200 ante. I'm almost certain it's 200 Okay. Anyway, it's a, it's a big ante, probably 200 because these guys are super deep stacked. Yeah. So you'd assume there's a lot of money to win in the middle when, when you start with stacks like this, which Andrew Roble's stack is $1.6 million. I mean, I just have a hard time getting my head, my that's head around. That's 2,000 that. blinds. Yeah at 400 800.
0: Yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, like, like Scott Siever is the effective stack in this hand. He's got he's got about 800k in front of him, right? Something like 750k from. He's got almost 1000 blinds
1: in front of him. Of course, this is very unlikely to be all of their money. Like they're they're backed in this game.
0: I was going to ask you like what percentage of these guys do you think a they haven't of themselves, like how much of the win do you think they get to keep? But maybe the bigger question is: Is any of this their money,
1: and how much of it is? If like maybe is, none of this is like, their money. can they lose money? Right. You know I mean? like is somebody just putting them in and taking seventy percent? Is like your right. question, yeah, something like that. I have no idea how the high stakes community works as far as that's concerned. Me that's either. a pretty tight lipped thing. That these deals and these huge games. I mean, so, if you're, don't if you're know. one of
0: the really rich guys who's also successful, if you're like Antonio. So Antonio didn't have all of himself when he won the one drop, Of course right? not, yeah. But he still won millions of dollars, right? He probably
1: ended up with like 30% of himself. I guess something the est- around that line is pretty yeah. reasonable, yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, $5 bucks or something like that right. he got for it, right? Let's, let's say. It sounds about right anyway. So then Antonio now can start buying himself into some of these Bigger events, not like maybe not a million dollar buy-in, but you know the fifty k buy-ins. It's sure, really sure. Easy to buy, he doesn't have to give away any piece of himself at yeah. all, and he's good enough that it's really reason. It's probably right not to. Right, and he can buy himself into the expensive cash games and stuff like that.
1: Probably not this cash. This game. may
0: be too much. That's yeah. what I was going to say. This a million dollars may be too much to buy in. I don't know. I don't. I mean, also, I assume he's not great at saving his money because most people aren't. Especially I mean, most poker players aren't.
1: It's a stretch to consider a poker player's net worth ten million liquid dollars. Yeah, like it's very rare for a poker player to have ten million liquid net worth. No doubt. Like Johnson might be the closest thing to that right now in the poker community. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He very well may have had all of himself, or yeah. ne- or enough of himself that he could actually be worth that. Right.
1: Right. But. I, I would guess, like probably Galphons and people like that, they probably have tens of millions from other ventures and stuff like I mean, that. So, like
0: but, Bonomo's had this incredible year. Yeah, he's won something like twenty-six million dollars
1: this year. Is that right? Something crazy like that. Yeah. So let's say he himself has won something like
0: eight or nine million of it. Right. Right. So he's up nine million dollars on the year, which is outrageous. Sure. Is he buying himself now into some of these very no. expensive events? He's still just not going to do it, right?
1: I mean, you can't. If you let's assume. The most liberal assumption ever that, that Bonomo's net worth is $25 million. Okay. Should he buy himself into a $1 million cash game where there's like four other crushers in there where he has to pay a million of his own money and one 25th of his liquid net worth? I mean, I don't know.
0: He gets to keep 100% of the wins. It's pretty good. And if there's some whales in there, too, it's plus EV, right?
1: Right. But if that goes south or since he it goes south, if tor- that has- goes wrong a couple times. Then he has like-
0: $23 million. It's okay. Yeah, but then he's going to stop doing it, right? Like- yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you can actually do it. You can do more than a couple. Like He can probably, if he wanted to, do that You know, eight, eight to 10 times before he has to really stop. Yeah. Like at 15, if you go from 25 to 15, you should probably stop because now yeah. you're starting to move closer to risk of ruin and, like, it's really different to have, you know, like $4 million or to have $20 million. Those are very different lives lives you can lead, yeah. right? And he actually would... He might even know that. Like, he may actually be experiencing right. the $20 million life, which is a better life, you know? It's pretty awesome, I would assume. So, um, so, yeah. So, I think he could do it for a little while anyway and, like, bet on himself, which is a reasonable bet to make. He might be the best player in the world, you know?
1: yeah. Although all of his successes come in tournaments, so well all the success we know about, right? But they've had
0: lots of success. I think in cash it's easy games. to
1: assume he's probably better at tournaments than he is at cash, just because he's so good at tournaments.
0: Okay, that's it's hard reasonable. to be the. It's hard to
1: be the best at both. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's reasonable, but he may he also doesn't have to be the best at cash, right? He just yeah. has to be. If he's a top twenty player at cash, that's probably more than enough to play in any big high stakes game and do great. Yeah. Right. I mean, what game is he going to be in where everyone else is also in the top twenty? Like it's. He's never going to play in that game, right? He's not going right. to choose
1: to play in that game. Well, I would. these are problems I would like to have. Like, yeah. should I risk 125th <laughs> right. of my $25 million net worth to play in this game? I mean, look, this isn't exactly the
0: same, but like you bought yourself into the the World Series of Poker main event this year. I right? did. I And did. that was $10,000. Yeah. I mean, I bought myself in as well. Um, I don't want to get into our net worths or anything sure. like that. But you know, like that's a percentage of your net yeah, worth. That's a not a, it's, not, it's, it's not, not insignificant. It's not amount insignificant. Amount worth, right? That's for sure. And so, like, but you still chose to do it. Yeah. And like, you were willing to lose a much bigger thing for the whole summer, and so was I. Like, we went there, and I was like, I might lose forty thousand dollars sure. this month. You know, like I'm aware of that. I didn't, but I was. I if I bricked everything, and I bricked all but two things, by the way. But like, I thought I really I, I could lose forty k. Sure. And uh, like, somehow I ended up barely profitable, which is which was really nice for me. But. Like, you know, 40K is a bigger... Like, me losing 40K at that point would be bigger than Justin Bono if he was worth $25 losing a million dollars. Right. (laughs) From a a ratio point of view.
1: There's slight differences. Um, Yeah. Though, if you end up playing in these cash games, I'm imagining he's planning on just, like, playing it whenever it comes together. Yeah. The World Series is a a once-a-year thing, and it's a lower-variance proposition for us because... We get to play multiple tournaments over the course of that amount that we're willing to lose. We have right. more shots. That's true. More bites at the apple, as people like to say. That's a
0: fair point. We're and, talking about a one million dollar buy-in would be like one evening, as and there opposed is, to like a whole month of play. And there
1: is no chance that Justin Bonomo is, by percentage, as plus EV in this cash game as we are in the main event. Right. I know. Of course. Yes. I am sure he would happily and quickly agree with that. As well. never mind Justin Bonomo in the main event, which is insanely plus right, EV. Right. Right. Like yeah. so, I think it's different. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, we sort
0: of went down that path a little too we far. We like to probably. go down the path. It's, it's a Monday fine.
1: podcast. Yeah, we it's go a down Monday the path. All, all of that said, uh, I strongly believe that Roble and and Seaver are neither of them are playing with their own money entirely here, if if any of it at all.
0: Um, I believe that they are playing with some of their own money, and the reason why is I'm thinking back to another hand that happened. From this show, the Dan this exact episode, the Dan, Coleman's the got Dan Sever Sever Coleman, Dan yeah, where it was aces against nines and Seaver flops a nine, and Seaver on the river shoves and Coleman folds aces, and later in an interview talked about how um, it's totally fine to fold aces there. In fact, correct because because Seaver is not like Seaver is completely expo- you can exploit Seaver there. Like Seaver's never going to shove like all that money as a bluff, and if it wasn't Seaver's money. I don't think Coleman would be able to say that as as easily or comfortably. You
1: know? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe it's like you lose the chance to get backed by the guy who's backing you.
0: You're Scott Seaver. You're going to be able to get yeah, backed. Yeah, that's true. And also, you have a lot of money. Yeah.
1: You're doing fine. Yeah, well, okay. Either way. Yeah, go ahead. 100% of wins is not these guys, right? Like, they're not going to get 100% of wins in this hand, most it, likely. It seems unlikely to me. Yeah. I'll grant you that. It seems very unlikely. Either way, Andrew Roble, sitting there with $1.6 million in front of him, that is... Casino currency, not yet converted to cash, so. It's but not, the, in not, Vegas, in Vegas, you can spend that stuff on lots of things, though. You can, but what if the casino is like, you know what, we're going to stop accepting this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah. that's got to be a fear of everyone when you've got over a million dollars in chips in front <laughs> yeah. of you. What if they stop right now? Yeah. Stop recognizing the value. Of it? Yeah.
1: of Yeah, that'd be too bad. Yeah. It's like when I went to the coffee shop the other day and I, I was like, here's two US dollars for that cup of coffee. And they're like, sorry, we only accept pennies now. And you have to convert that to pennies and come back. Yeah, It's that, a, weird, it's a that's, weird coffee shop. That's definitely
0: a thing that happened.
1: It's a weird coffee shop. It's Portland, you know? We do yeah, weird it stuff. Yeah, is,
0: it is strange <laughs> anyway, anyway, in Portland. Anyway, the end.
1: Robel, 1.6 million, raises to 2,500, 400, 800. Okay. He's in the low jack, which is early position because I think we're seven handed, something like that. Yeah, seven handed. Uh, he's got Ace King, Ace of Spades, King of Clubs. It does matter. Patrick Antonius, directly on his left. He does not have many chips, but he is going to be the garbage human. He three bets to 8,500 with King Nine of Hearts. Just to be
0: clear, when you said he doesn't have many chips, he has $200,000. Yeah, from. yeah.
1: <laughs> compared so compared to the other guys. he got
0: 250 blinds and 200K. From. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: Compared to the other guys. Yeah. He has that as many. Uh, he three bets to 8,500 with King Nine of Hearts. Mm-hmm. So he just thinks Robles opening really wide, I guess. I guess. Not this time. Nope. So happens. And, uh, I guess Scott Seaver sees this dynamic playing out. He's seen it before, perhaps. Maybe he sees Robo opening wide, knows that Antonius sees it, knows Antonius is waiting for a spot. Because mm-hmm. Seaver has ace-jack off on the button, and 710k in front of him, not quite three-quarters of a million. Um, okay. This is usually just a slam-dunk fold, obviously. Yes. When when there's an open and a three-bet. But he's like, you know what? The dynamic is such that I am going to four bet. Right. And that makes sense. He does have a blocker. That helps.
0: He's two blockers. Yeah. Even. The what jack you, counts.
1: What do you think he does with two tens? Do you think he's more apt to flat two tens? That's a great question.
0: On the button, I think he is more apt to flat two tens.
1: Because that has more face value against his opponent's ranges right. than ace jack off does. Right.
0: And if they're if they're
1: screwing around, they're
0: less likely to keep screwing around when he flats, when he cold flats the three bet. You know, like Robo's much less likely to put in a light four bet now. Right. You know, and it means we we continue to crush their ranges if they're messing around. And if they've really got it, then we don't inflate the pot and put ourselves in a really bad spot. So actually, I think two tens is probably a call a lot of the time, at least
1: in this spot. Yeah, because four betting two tens is kind of turning it into a bluff. And yeah. Because that's not, what we're doing with Ace Jack, right? Ace Jack is a bluff. Yeah, and it feels a lot more comfortable to turn Ace Jack off into a bluff right. in the spot than two tens. That really feels like it still has some value. Well, because Ace Jack, if we get five bet, we
0: fold it instantly. Two tens, if we get five bet, we're like, well, how much is it? Yeah. What do we want to do? This is actually a good hand. I might have the best hand sometimes. You know, blah blah blah. Even if you know, there's even if even if you're not bluffing, I might have the best hand. Yeah. i like Ace Jack, which is never the case. Right. Right. I can only beat a bluff and. It's unlikely someone's going to bluff here.
1: Right, and the ace, of course, is the key blocker. So yeah. it's nice to have that when four-betting, wanting your opponents to fold, because that's what you would want with two tens. You yeah. would want them both to fold. Absolutely. Uh, so he four-bets to 24K over the 8,500. Yep. So this is a huge bet already in yes. a 400-800 game.
0: and <laughs> it's uh, 30 blinds.
1: Yeah, and, and we're super deep. The depth of stacks just really affects things. It makes it pretty uncomfortable for Roble to do anything but call. He could, uh, Oh, yeah. He could try to five-bet. But that's what basically end. a bluff at that point with Ace King, right? Well,
0: it's a, it, it isn't just a bluff. It's a bluff slash equity protector and the hand spot. Yeah, it's like I may have the best hand, but I and this is sort of what Stever's doing a little bit too. Like if both you guys are out of line, I probably have the best hand. But the way I, but I, it's more profitable for me to four bet and take it down right now rather than call. Oh yeah, have to hit and figure it out, and get blown off the hand sometimes, and all that, like, it's just easier just to raise.
1: Or and lose this is a hand I don't mind fo- folding to a 5 bet. Or lose a ton of chips on a jack-high board when I'm against, like, two kings that right. goes for three streets, where yeah. I could just fold if they decide to five-bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Robo and decides to call. I think that's probably good. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's okay to five-bet this hand, but I think it's really fine just to call. I would be a bit more comfortable calling ace-king suited, just have a lot more flops that I like. I mean, you're going to be out of position. It sort of
0: sucks, actually, to have to call
1: here. Right, it but, does, but I don't think against some players you can actually fold. Not against Scott Seaver no, no, and Patrick Antonius and the whole dynamic that's going and on. We're seven-handed, yeah. yeah, everyone's
0: too good, and everyone's. And here's here's another sign, by the way, that this whole dynamic is happening. Is so Seaver four bets, and Sam Trickett is in the small blind with six deuce off, and thinks for a while and is clearly thinking about five betting,
1: cold five betting. I wonder if Sam Trickett had ace deuce off, if he would have yeah, done it. Maybe he would have because he would have had the blocker. It might have worked. Everyone might have folded. If oh did. yeah, if Sam Trickett just makes it seventy-five k. I, don't I know think how, that I think
0: that's I, the end of the hand. I don't know what anyone can do. Roble
1: could decide to be like I'm basically all in, but like why would you do that?
0: Yeah, like he's got to worry about everyone behind him who yeah. still have aces. Yeah, you know, even though he blocks it, so what? Like it's to, yeah. I think you just have to fold ace king there. So tricky thinks for a while and folds, but so I think that means Anton- Like everyone's been doing this a lot already. Yeah. Like Antonis has already been three betting. Roble's wide opens a lot, and probably Seaver has put in some four bets already. So that way. Tricky. it has to think about, well, this is maybe just a spot. It doesn't matter, it matter what my cards are. But then he folds.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you're going to want to... It's hard for those spots to come up, I guess. So maybe you take the opportunity when it comes. And that's yeah. why he decides maybe six deuce. doesn't matter that it's six deuce. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be able to play this game over an infinite number of hands, which you're not, you'd really want to have a, a better hand with blockers. It would be nice type. to have
0: blockers here, for sure. But if you can get a hand as strong as ace-king to fold, which I think you can... Think you get Jacks to fold? I think mean, get like almost everything to fold. Jack, jacks wouldn't fold if depending on how deep we are, right? That would be part of it with something like Jacks. Yeah. But I think like if you if Sam Trickett only has like two hundred twenty five thousand dollars in front of him or three hundred k in front of him and makes it seventy five k. I think Jacks just fold. I think Jacks kind of have to fold. Yep. Which is nuts. Maybe Seaver can call with the two Jacks. He can decide I'm on. I'm in position. My hands a little too strong. There's all this dead money. I've already Maybe. put in twenty five k. He can talk himself into it, maybe. He's not getting the right odds to set mine, though. And but maybe he talks himself into it anyway. But everyone else just has to fold. Queens does not like their spot at all in any of those positions. They don't like
1: it. Nobody likes it unless they have aces, right? Really. Right. When someone cold five bets, yeah.
0: So if you have aces,
1: you love it. So, so that may you're... be
0: where that may be where Trickett's coming from, though. He's like, well, unless they have exactly aces, maybe I can fold out everything. I mean, kings aren't going to fold. Kings are unlikely to fold. Yeah, you're right. So it'd be nice to have a king in our hand, which goes back to what you're saying.
1: Yep. Uh, anyway, anyway, trick folds, folds yes. and Roble calls. Yes. And Antonius folds getting a really good price, but maybe if, maybe if he had as much as Seaver, he would have called with King Nine of hearts here, but his stack is uh,
0: only 200 K. He's in a spot too where if he flops top pair, he just, he can't really fold. And Not for one bet at least. Right. But then the pot's going to be so big. The pot's already got 75 K in it. Like two bets. He's going to be all in. Do you think much. he
1: calls with King Jack of hearts? Cause he has King nine of hearts that he folds.
0: I don't know. A cold four bet's pretty terrifying. I feel
1: like king, queen of hearts he's going to call, right? Yeah. I think he's going to call king, queen of hearts. So the question is king, jack suited. Yeah. King 10, I think, is gone. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't have any of those. And he folds. Yeah. And the, the hand got a lot less handsome all of a sudden. A lot less handsome. Yeah. Patrick Antonius folded. Oh, okay. But we still have the guy who's a dead ringer for Marlon Brando. I don't know. I'm not seeing the extreme handsomeness of the Antonius level there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I We're going to have a handsomeness rating podcast later for poker players. We're going to do a video. Yeah. has to be a Obviously, video. you have to have visuals. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
0: But it's all... Yeah, are we going to... Handsomeness, but is that... Are women included in this handsome? Like the most handsome women of poker? <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's... Let's not talk about that anymore right All right, let's now. move on. <laughs> we're just about to get in trouble. Just about to. So we're going to avoid that and just get back to the hand.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll start up some other podcasts that becomes unpopular for us to get in trouble on. That's Great. what we'll do. Like Drunk Sports, which you guys should all listen to from old times.
0: The Very old times. Or yeah. the new Sports Betting podcast, which may be out by the time you hear this. It might be.
1: We'll yeah. talk about that more on later podcasts. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go to the flop, let's talk about a place where you can five bet with six twos off if you so choose, and you'll probably lose a lot less money than Sam Trickett would have if it didn't go well on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. (laughs) Nicely said. I know. That was concise and perfect. People got that. That's what I like. They they definitely understood where you were going. Basically, what I'm saying is there is a website. It's called Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, and that's a place you can play poker.
0: Well, the website is actually called Nitrogen Sports. Oh, the, There's, just there a poker there is room a poker and, room. Yeah. That's a good point. Just between us, there
1: is a poker room.
0: Now you, you don't have to remember any of that, though. If you're listening to the show, all you got to do to go to the nitrogen to sign up to get the cool benefits you get by signing up through the poker guys is just to click the link in the description of this podcast. That's how you get there. You don't have to remember anything. You don't have to do anything special. Right? Just click the just press the link with your finger. If you're on a phone, it's really easy. The sign up process takes like 25 seconds. You go username and password. You're done. You just got to remember that. And then you're locked into the Poker Guys world. You're in the Poker Guys ecosystem, which means you get access to our
1: awesome tournaments, which we have at the end of every month. And we like you a little bit better than had you signed up in a different way. Oh, for sure. And our praise is worth everything to you. We know it. Ask Mike D'Angelo. Yeah. I mean, literally. If he's not crying because we haven't been constantly praising him for the past... 15 minutes. I know he probably has been. And that's kind of the point. Isn't yeah, it? that's kind of the point. That's why you got to use the link in the description. Nitrogen <laughs> sports is a great poker room. It also has sports betting. Guess what? Survivor pools, Jonathan, tell yes. them what that means.
0: Survivor pools are an NFL product. They're quite wonderful. So the way it works is before the season starts, you have to sign up for one of these. They, by the way, have many different price price points for you, including free. So there's no reason not to do this. They guarantee some money on the free one too. So you get to get in no matter what. Every week of the NFL season, you pick a team. If that team wins, you continue. If that team loses, you're out. You can never pick the same team twice though. So you got to be a little strategic and think about who you want to pick each week and who you're left with and things like that. And whoever's left standing at the end gets all the money. Yep. And they're super fun. I, you know, I used, I've played them many, many, many years. And, uh, I'm a big fan of Survivor Pools. And Nitrogen
1: is a place that offers them, and there's not that many places that offer them in it's such true. an official capacity. You, know, yes. you usually have to find like a group of people or something.
0: Nitrogen also has a guarantee on all their Survivor Pools, yeah. which is pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, so definitely check that out, but yeah. make sure you use the link, especially if you're going to buy into the full Bitcoin oh, Survivor please, Pool. Oh, please, please. Use the link at that it's point. It's good for us. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the hand. Okay. We got Ace-King off, Ace of Spades, King of Clubs for Roble and Seaver with Ace-Jack off, Ace of Diamonds, Jack of Spades. Having four-bet pre-flop, there's now $59,100 in the pot. Holy bananas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Like when bananas have a hole in them. Right. That's what I mean. The flop is a very good one for Andrew Rubble: Ace of clubs, king of diamonds, eight of clubs. Yeah. Not only does he flop top two, he has the backdoor nut flush draw as well. That's the king of clubs in his hand. And Seaver has an ace. What a a joy.
0: Good spot. And Seaver has the betting lead in you know, may really think this is a pretty good flop for him.
1: What a joy. Yeah. Of course, there are a couple combos to worry about. If Seaver ever cold fours is two eights, it's unlikely that could be a set. Um, the one combo of aces and the one combo of kings are left, I guess. Yep. Or two com three combos each. Excuse me.
0: Three combos each. No, no, one, one combo each. One combo each. Yeah, that's right. One combo each. Yeah. So yeah, not, so there's like only- not too much to worry about there. No, well, we feel we feel very good about this. However, there is a problem, which is, like, from our point of view, if we play a really big pot with Seaver right now, he may very well have one of those combos, because what else is he playing a big pot, or he's chopping with us? Yeah. It's not like he's going to get in with two queens here. Right? There's nothing he's going to ace queen. If he has ace queen, he's not going to like play a monster pot with us right now. It's, there's after yeah. we called the cold four bet.
1: It's interesting as well because Seaver can't have a pair and a flush draw, he can't have like a cold four bet with king queen of clubs, right? That now has like the hand that's never going to fold that we're ahead of because we have the king of clubs as rogue. Right.
0: We're happy to have the king of clubs, but right, that's another kind of hand that can't get it in with us, yeah. Like Jack ten of clubs, if he has that, he yeah, could, he, that's a hand, but there's right. very few combos really that he's going to be willing to get it in with, and the ones that he is are either going to basically be 50-50 against us or have us just drawing so thin.
1: And those are also pretty unlikely. Like yeah. you, you don't expect him to choose Jack 10 of clubs as a cold four bet because he doesn't have significant blockers.
0: This is one of these spots where if Patrick was in the hand with Ace Jack instead and had 200K behind and had made it 25K, and there's already 55K in the pot or right. something like that, now we could play a, a big pot against him because... He's already, he's already kind of committed to this pot if he's got top pair. It doesn't, doesn't mean he has to be, but he very well may, may feel kind of shackled to the pot with, you know, like a four-to-one stacked pot ratio, and if he has top pair, like ace-queen or ace-jack or something. Yeah. But in this way, it's just so hard to... So, so that's too bad, and we're out of position, which is too bad also, but it is still nice to flop top two with the backdoor. I mean, yeah, know, we're very strong. happy
1: to have flopped so well. This is great.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we, but, we, but we should check. We should check. We have to check. We have to check. Cold four bet. We got to check. Do we have to check? We don't. (laughs) We absolutely don't have to check. But let's let's talk about the problems with not checking. The problems with not checking is the only things we're going to get value from are things that very well may continue anyway, right? Like if we bet, are two queens going to call? No, they're going to fold. Right. So what are we trying to get value
1: out of? Yeah. We have to check. Yeah, we have to check. Okay, good. We check. Ace queen's going to bet anyway, right? Robo checks. Yeah. Ace queen is not going to bet. Scott Siever does not bet. With well, Ace he doesn't Jack. have Ace Queen, so we Ace don't Jack. know what he's
0: going to do with Ace Queen. Come on. But he's got Ace Jack. It's a
1: pre- And I think it's a good check, and I think it would also be a good check with Ace Queen. Ace Queen is at least
0: makes more sense as a bet than Ace Jack does, but I agree with you ultimately that I like a check in either spot.
1: Yes. Uh, give me some reasons you like a check.
0: I like a check for very similar reasons about like why we were saying Robles hand. Like, this hand in some ways is both too strong and too weak to bet. You know, like, yes. we, it's so hard to get value when we bet this hand.
1: We like, have to have Robo have ace 10 suited.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Or a very sticky, what, two queens? I mean, I guess Roble himself could have king, queen of clubs. Okay. But that might decide to check raise, and then what are we going to do? And then we're going to have to fold. Yeah.
0: So that's not good. Um, it's very, uh, he could have two queens and decide to call once, I guess, but we can get that money later if he's going to call, right? Quick question, because I think this is going to matter. Yeah.
1: Do you think Robo actually has king-queen suited in his range as played no, pre-flop? No, I don't. So then there's not even that as a, as a worse hand. That I just consider. feel like we
0: bet, and basically Robo's either going to have a better hand than us, he's going to fold, or he's going to bluff us. And none of those outcomes are really good for us.
1: Right, or he's going to have a, like, yeah, he's often going to have like two tens or something that he's just going to fold.
0: Right. Yeah. If, he has Ace, if he has ace-queen, he's not going to fold. No. But that's not good. No, we're behind that hand. Right. If he has ace-ten, he doesn't have ace-ten. So he doesn't have any aces that we want him to have. Right. He doesn't have any Kings at all, except maybe pocket Kings, which isn't good for us. Nope. If he has like Jack 10 of clubs somehow, which I don't think he's going to have here, but let's say he does for a second. He would check raise that a lot. We're going to get check raised and blown off the hand anyway. Cause we can't really put in $750,000 right now with this hand. It's just not strong enough. I
1: don't know if Jack 10 of clubs would check raise. Now this is probably a diverging path that we don't need to go down, but I'm yeah. going to do it anyway. Cause it's the podcast. Okay. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, Assuming Robo, for some reason, has jack-ten of clubs, which he would never have, based on pre I don't think he can have it, but let's just say. I don't know if a check-raise is really a good idea. Because of the the ace-king nature of the board? That, and the fact that we block the hands we want Seaver to have when we check-raise. We want him to have two jacks or two tens. I
0: mean, I don't think we mind him having ace-queen or ace... You know, any anything like Ace yeah. Queen's fine. We're gonna be able to get him to fold ace queen at some point in the hand. If okay. we if we check race jack ten right now. That's like most true. of the time. But
1: two jacks and two tens are two of the major hands we want him to have, though.
0: Yes, you're right. You're right. Like Queens is the other one, yeah. but fair enough. That's a really good point. Um and and I don't know, he may not be even cold betting those hands sometimes. Right. He might be calling those hands, but ace king he's gonna have and he's not gonna fold that and sets of aces, sets of kings. Those are hands he's not gonna fold. But yeah. We, yeah. yeah. So maybe you're right. The thing is, playing that playing Jack Ten Clubs suited out of position in that spot, it's just so hard to maximize value. It's so hard to get any value with that hand. Why not just check raise, try and get it in, and run it three times or run it twice? Yeah, I or guess something. you could do
1: that. But that's never if he, gonna, if he
0: calls, you run it twice. If he doesn't, you get to win the pot. You that's, know?
1: that's never going to happen because Robles never going to show up with Jack Ten of yes, Clubs or King Queen of Clubs or right. any club combos. Right? He has There's zero no club combos. combos. Yeah, because the Ace of Clubs is out there.
0: Scott Scott Seaver has the club combos, but not that many of them, honestly. But he at least. But he can have club combos. He, he can't even have, like, suited connector club combos. He
1: can, yes. But, like, Robo can't. No, he can't. Okay. If he had five bet, maybe he could, but he's right. flat. So right. <laughs> Flatting there, it just, like, knocks all those things out of his reach. So, forgetting about the jack Tanner clubs and all that garbage. Yeah. Robo does have top two, and Seaver does check ace-jack, which is a strong top pair. But I think, that, as we've discussed, there's basically no value at all in betting ace-jack. Right. I mean, in some ways, even when Seaver checks back, Robo may actually like, breathe like, internally a little sigh of relief.
0: Like, okay, good. Like, yeah. like if he, this guy bets and bets three streets, like, at best I'm chopping, right? right? Like, it's not that great. Like, I want him to check so that way I almost always have
1: him. Yep. That means I get to win the pot instead of like chop or lose a huge pot. Like, it's not so bad. I thought of the very tiny value of betting for Seaver and it's not worth it at all. But it's like folding out two nines. We deny that equity. Okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Who cares, though?
0: Yeah. Who cares?
1: doesn't matter at all so we go check check and mm-hmm. we still have fifty nine thousand one hundred in the pot heading to the turn which is quite a turn card mm-hmm. It's the jack of clubs ding dong that's right Seaver now has two pair although it does complete a lot of things the clubs came in although we said robo has no club combinations right it doesn't have queen 10 either no it doesn't complete anything it doesn't complete anything that robo could have it completes some things that Seaver could have unless robo has the one combo of jack jack right that's it it's which the only he, thing it does he could have he could, but we shouldn't be too
0: worried about it. There's one combo.
1: Yeah, so not only does it create this kind of coolery situation where Seaver now has two-pair and Rubble has a better two-pair in a four-bet pot preflop, Rubble also now has a nut flush draw. Yeah, this is crazy. And it's not just two-pair versus two-pair. It's top
0: two against top and second. You yeah. know, it's like aces up against aces up. Like, these are two-pair hands that they may feel like I really have the best hand. Now, these guys are too good to, to, in this spot to understand, to know that, to think that I may have the best hand when they really know they may not. Right. But these are very strong hands in this spot.
1: They right? are, but they're so much less strong based on the four bet. Right. It's it's a very different scenario. I agree. Like, this is a nice card for Seaver in case Robo had ace queen, but that's the only thing that it ever helps against. Yep, Right. Because we don't think Robble has ace, any ace tens. He doesn't have ace Ten. So it's only if Robo has Ace Queen, which we block.
0: It's a good card if if Robo has Queen Queen with the Queen of Clubs. He knows he knows a million draws and a, and
1: a okay. Big he hair. may he may feel obligated to call yeah. with Queens with the Queen. Of I think clubs. I think he will. I don't He's know. If like, that, do we want that though? Is that good? Yeah, we're in position. We know what cards we don't like to see. Any yeah. 10, any club, we're
0: going to be very unhappy, but everything else is fine. I
1: think I'm also okay in a 60K pot with him just completely whiffing the turn with two queens sure. with queen of clubs. Sure. So it's not exactly good. It's just, like, not bad. It just means
0: we can get value. Yeah. Though so we bet we can get value. That's good. Getting value is good. Yeah. We can make another, like, you know,
1: $30,000 or something. Like, that's pretty sweet. Yep. Well, Roblo checks again. Let's talk yeah. about that. It's interesting. Do you think he should be betting? Well,
0: I I don't think it's wrong. It can't be wrong to bet. First of all, right? We got the nut flush draw. We got top two. We are sort of crushing the board and and Seaver checked back, which means he often doesn't have a huge hand. Right. It's possible Seaver just made a set of jacks.
1: Yes, I was thinking that. That is the concern.
0: At the same point, we have the king of clubs. We have the nut flush draw, and Seaver can't really go too crazy even with a set right now. Seaver is the guy who has queen ten in his range actually I take that back. Cause we don't really have any club. Combos no, we have range. no club. Combos. So Seaver can go crazy. We don't have club combos. We don't really have, I guess we have a tiny bit of aces and Kings, but we don't have very many of those. Right. So actually if Seaver has Jack, Jack in his mind, he may have the nuts. Yeah. So actually it's not so great if we, so we, so actually he can't, so like we can lead and we get raised. It's bad. And then I don't know what we can't fold. We can't fold. So I guess we're just like, well, we have a monster hand. We just can't fold. It's okay to play a bigger pot. Yeah. I'm almost always losing when he raises the turn, but I have a lot of outs. I've got full house outs and club outs. I think,
1: I think checking is more about giving Seaver a shot to To bluff. Yeah. Yeah. Like because Seaver could have the random like seven, eight of diamonds hands. Um, Yes. So we want to give him a shot. We also are at a range disadvantage against Seaver right now, which is a reason to check because Seaver has top set and And clubs and set of Kings more likely than we do. And he has clubs that we don't have at all. And Seaver has a little bit of queen 10 also.
0: That's fair. That's really fair. I think most important though, even more than the range advantage, is the the first thing you're saying, which is Seaver is going to check back once we call the, the cold four bet on this board a lot. Yeah. Almost no matter what he has. I think, I guess if he has seven, eight of diamonds, maybe he would have bet to like, hope we have two Queens or something and two Jacks and two tens and stuff. So maybe I'm wrong. I could see him just being like, I'm just not even going to try. Like when Robo just calls there, like yeah. Robo's too strong. And then at, if we check again on the turn now, he may feel like obligated to take shots. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think he's going to bluff the flop though. Actually. Now what that do you think
1: here. he does with queen 10 on the flop? You think he bluffs the flop? Yes. Even though you he think? blocks two of the major hands he wants Robo to have. He does. But at the same point,
0: we just don't have enough equity to check and hope to catch. Now we would have caught, but there's only four jacks and everything else is kind of isn't useful. Right? right. But
1: we also got a bet. We also block ace queen a little bit with queen 10.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's not a great spot. Yeah. We could decide to completely give up. That's fine. But I think we should either decide to see bet and maybe even take at least two shots at this because Robles, the kind of guy who's going to be a little sticky with a lot of hands um, or give up completely. Yeah. I think that's what we should be doing right from the flop in our mind. Like I'm going for this or okay. I put, I put 25 K in. And it's this is not this is not how, what I wanted to have happen at all. Like,
1: I disagree with you. Okay, good. That we should just give up completely. When robo checks twice, I mean, it's pretty hard to continue giving up with whatever hand you have. I mean, I know it's hard, but why would Robo check a second time if he doesn't have a showdownable hand, right? Because he's he's essentially giving up with his yeah. pocket pair or whatever. He's like, you know, Seaver has a lot of aces that when he checks back the flop, he's never folding.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like the ace jacks and yeah. ace
1: queens. I guess...
0: I don't know. It's. I mean, what, what's Robles' range when he calls the f- the Colbert? It just calls it. It's super
1: pair-heavy. It's big pair-heavy, it's, it's pair too. Right, but I think he has... He has he might ace he king ace-queen. It's possible he has down to, like, sevens. It's possible. I with, guess they're so deep yeah. he can have that. So. I mean, he'd, he'd fear the five-bit out of Antonius, but that's so unlikely, especially if there's a dynamic going on. Yeah. Okay, if he can
0: have all the, that many pairs, which I guess he can, that's a board we should be betting right away then on the flop.
1: Yeah. We should be, we, there's no reason to check the flop if yeah. we're bluffing. Well, let's right. bluff. Yeah. So Seaver's hand's a little face up, we think. Yes. It's like a an ace of some type. It could be as low as ace-deuce because he is cold four betting. He could even have king-queen here.
0: He could. He could have a king. Yeah. But he's going to have an ace or a king almost always, I yeah. think. I guess he could have exactly two queens and decide to check that. Yeah, spot. he could have that too. But... I don't know if he has two tens, I think he might bet. What might. to try and get Jackson Queens to fold at some point. You he know? might. Maybe yeah. right away.
1: <laughs> like I'm not sure what he's gonna so do. So what do you 10s. so what do we think based on all of this? We think yeah. Rubble should be betting or not? On the turn? Yeah.
0: I think we should probably check again. Okay, let's see if her bluff if he has a bluff. Let's see if her bluff. If Siever doesn't bluff, if a club comes on the river, it's going to be hard for Seaver to believe that we have the nut flush because we checked after it went check, check, and the third club comes and we checked again.
1: We have to have ace king with the king of clubs to have the nut flush as rubble. That's the only it way. It seems
0: like it. unless we can somehow have, unless we can have two kings in our hand with the king of clubs. Okay, fine. That's the only other yeah. way it
1: happens, right? Right.
0: So it's very unlikely, and if we check instead of bet, that's a great time for us to bet to try and get Seaver fold as queens and right. jacks, and, not jacks, queens and tens when we have the nut flush draw here, right? Right. Of course, our nut flush draw is always going to be super strong. Yeah. Like, we're going to have, like you said, second set or top, top two. two. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe that's not as powerful.
1: No. I think, I think the check is all about just letting Siever do whatever he's going to do. Yeah. Because, and it's, it goes back to the preflop dynamic that Seaver was clearly aware of when he four-bet yeah. ace jack, and Rubble is aware that Seaver's aware of it. And he's like, okay, you have too many hands. I guess you. Right. better for me to let you bluff than that's, any other that's thing. That's fair.
0: Like, how do, I, how do you get rid of your hands? Like yeah. Seaver's the kind of guy who's generally not going to give up with a lot of his hands. Right. Right. So letting him also we have the board a little crushed and once in a while we're gonna run into jacks right now or clubs right now. And it's yeah. gonna really, really not be a happy time for us.
1: It will be an unhappy time, I would say. And like you said, we can't fold even if we get raised. We just can't. No, we can't. Maybe we could consider it if we didn't have the king of clubs. If it's oh, a big yeah. enough raise. I agree.
0: But, but with the king of clubs and top two, there's no folding. No, no chance.
1: Even when you like,
0: I know I'm beat, I have to call. Yeah. <laughs> it just isn't like what you want to say to yourself. But you got thirteen outs. No I have, matter what, you got thirteen outs.
1: I have at least nine outs. It's possible that that's all you have if, if you have a set of aces. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's okay.
0: That's true. But he doesn't have very many sets of aces. But you're right. right. I always have at least nine outs, which we know are good. Yeah. Always. And al- almost always I've got 13 outs. Yeah. About that. So there's just no folding. And by the way, I could have the best hand. It's possible Seaver's going to make some weird bluff. It's unlikely, but it's possible. It's possible. We could just say, like, my hand's way too strong. This is the top of my range. And I've got the nut flush draw. There's no folding when he raises. I don't care. Like it sucks, I call. Right? I mean yep. you just have to do. It. Okay.
1: Anyway, robble checks. Yeah. And Seaver is gonna bet now. I mean, we should bet. We've got Ace Jack. We should Yeah, bet. I mean there's actually no clubs to protect against though. That's the interesting thing. There's like we're mm. just like the only equity denial we're doing here is against Queens and Tens, basically. Um And I guess... No, no, we're trying to protect against clubs now.
0: There's a third club that just came out. So he can have a fourth... He can have one club in his hand. A lot of one club. He can have two queens with the clean of clubs. Yeah, he can have that. He can have a king of clubs, like we were saying. Yeah, okay. Although the king of clubs is a problem for us. Tens with the ten of clubs. Tens with the ten of clubs. Or other pairs with the the club in his hand. We don't have a club in our hand, right? True,
1: okay. So we're... Okay, that's that's a good point. So we're protecting against that. Yeah, we
0: we have to bet to, to get value... And not, not get those free shots. He bets sure.
1: 38K into 59-1. It's a somewhat okay. big bet, but for a cash game, about normal. Totally fine. We're, we're going to get called by queens with a queen of clubs, which is great. We're going to get. Okay with that. What do you think about tens with a ten of clubs? Because we're definitely not getting called by two red tens at this point. Tens with the ten of
0: clubs is super close. I don't know what is going to do with tens with the ten of clubs. Like, where does that fall in his distribution? I think it would come down to how many pocket pairs is he really calling that cold four bet with? Yeah. I assume he's calling with a lot because they're so deep. And if that's true, then he's going to have to call tens.
1: It's interesting that we're debating that hand because if that's the case, this bet is almost entirely equity denial and almost no value.
0: Well, no, it's value because, oh, no, you're right, because we're saying tens may fold, right? So it means queens can call. Yeah. Ace queen with the queen of clubs can call. Yep, there's that. That's value. Because that may have bet itself anyway. It may have, yeah. 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 But it may not have, Ace-King didn't bet, so maybe Ace-Queen isn't betting. Right, and, but
1: the, the rest of the hands that we're getting action from are beating us.
0: Also, Ace-Queen may just fold toward, to the cold four bet anyway with Patrick. Yes, behind. it really might. It probably it will. Yeah, it might have to be Ace-Queen suited, which means there is no Ace-Queen with the Queen yeah, of Clubs. Yeah, So it's Queens. We're trying to get value out of Queen. Queens to pay us, maybe 10s to pay us. It has to
1: be Queens with the Queen of Clubs, by the way.
0: Yeah. Queens to pay us, 10s to pay us with, with the club in there, and everyone else is going to fold, but it's equity denial, and that's okay.
1: Uh, yeah, but the rest of the hands we get action from are bad. We don't want those hands. We really hope he can have
0: ace-queen in his, in his range yeah, here. we really do. If he can have ace-queen, he can call. Any ace-queen, I think, can call if he can have
1: it. It's just interesting that we have two pair here, and it feels like the majority of this bet is equity denial. Yeah. And it's not value. I agree. So weird. Things get weird when they call a cold four bet,
0: you know? Yeah. Like, really defines range as pretty hardcore. It's interesting. Well, we'll talk about this
1: after. Hold on. I have a thought, but it's better for the end of the hand. All right. So Robo now can raise or call. Yeah. Feels like raising would be kind of crazy at this point. I don't know why we'd raise. Like, if Seaver has ace-queen, he's definitely folding to a raise. A hundred percent. Even with the queen of clubs, he's probably folding to a raise.
0: I mean, he's going to sit there and think to himself, I have probably all my flush outs are probably good. Almost and ten, always. And a ten is good. A ten is good. Um, although sometimes, although like we said, sometimes when Robo can, if Robo has the king of clubs, I'm drawing nearly dead. Yes. Like, I need exactly a 10. I got three outs. Yep. I think he's going to talk himself into a fold. Yep. Be my guess. Like a super tight fold.
1: I think we're getting a fold out of this hand, Seaver's actual hand, if we check race. That's the real question, I guess, because mm. it's the one pip worse hand.
0: That is an interesting question. I mean, if Seaver gives himself enough time to really think it through and realize that there's no clubs in Robles' range except, and, except flush draws, and the flush draws are deadly flush draws. Yeah. Like, cause it's the king of clubs Yeah, um, and everything else. Like, yeah, it seems like Robo just has to have us beat. Yeah. Even though we have ace Jack, we're just beat.
1: Yeah. So I just don't think we can raise as Robo. Yeah. And that's, he doesn't, he just calls. Well, we're protecting the hell out of our call or our
0: check calling range for future, future endeavors. Checking this guy,
1: checking twice makes sense, but it is a bit surprising.
0: It feels weird Yeah, to be the guy who's checking twice. You're glad when he bets and you're hoping he doesn't have Jack Jack. Yep. <laughs> and you're hoping that he almost never has club club. That's good. A, it's, we have the king of clubs. B, he usually is going to bet those on the flop.
1: And often, I mean, like, and we're giving him this expansive four betting range, which maybe yeah. sometimes he does, and we can give him some combos, but it's not like he's always going to be four betting the nine, ten of clubs, you know? Like, oh, yeah. He's usually just folding that. Right. Yeah. So we're not super worried about clubs, but Seaver has them and Robel doesn't. Basically. It's nice.
0: It's actually nice to play pot control by check calling also. So if. If we're beat because Seaver has jacks or has a flush right now or whatever he ends up with, you know, we can check call 100,000 on the river and not lose $700,000 in this hand. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because we have to call almost any river, right? Pretty much
1: almost any river.
0: Yep. I don't know if the jack pairs, we can at least talk ourselves into a
1: fold. Maybe. No.
0: If a 10 comes. What about if a 10 comes? A 10
1: coming, I think that's...
0: A 10 or a queen
1: coming. Those are the ones that I think we can consider folding, but the Jack pairing, I think, makes me want to call more.
0: Because then there's only one combo of Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. What other, I mean, he could have other Jacks, he but has like, he can jack. have lots
1: of things. He happens to have Ace Jack. Yeah, he can
0: have Jack 10 suited yeah. and stuff, too, but he also has a lot of... Uh, then he has a lot of air in there, too, yeah. if he has that stuff, in the way are have to be forced to call. Right. Okay, that's fair.
1: All right, so we're heading to the river. 135K in the pot. Okay. A lot even, of money still to be Even though there's won. only one post-flop bet so far. Uh, we've got Ace King a Two Club Flop. The King of Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Turn was the Jack of Clubs. Seaver's got Ace Jack for two pair. Robles got Ace King with the King of Clubs for a better two pair and the nut flush draw. The river is the Bricketola. Bring it back, back the Bricketola. It's about time. It's been yeah. years. Four of Spades. That is a Bricketola. I guess Seaver could have made a set of fours, but it's very unlikely.
0: I mean, whatever. Yeah, he did. He did.
1: Yeah. So. Let's just talk about what happens, okay, and then we'll talk about why. Great. Check, check. That's nice. it.
0: Nice job, Scotty. That's...
1: Yes. Hand over. Check, check. That's a disappointment for for Robel. Robel turns his hand over. Scott Seaver says, "I don't think I want to show the camera this hand." Yeah, and he mucks his hand.
0: Let me ask you this first of all. Before Scott Seaver checks, and you're Andrew Robel, are you rooting
1: for him to bet or are you rooting for him to check? You oh, know, if man. he checks, you win. Yeah. I don't know, man, because if he, 135K in the pot, he bets 90K. I'm just like... We have to call. Yeah, but I don't like it. He bets yeah. 150K? We consider folding then?
0: We'll consider it, but then we're going to talk ourselves into calling,
1: right? Because, 200K? I mean,
0: what's the top of our range here? Besides Jack-Jack, this is it, right? 8-8. Eight, eight. 'Cause it went the eight came on the, the flop. flop. Yeah. Okay, so we can have eight, eight. Okay, so this is the third best hand we can show up with. And there's six combos of hands that are better. I mean we can have aces or kings. Okay, fine. You want to say there's seven combos, like yeah. maybe total of hands that are better. Um but we have a lot of hands that can that are probably calling on the turn. I don't know. When I say a lot of hands, there aren't that many hands.
1: I mean we have ace queen. We're calling we have, on the turn We have ace-queen. Maybe. basically we, we can have ace-queen. Okay, we definitely have ace-queen suited. So we have at least three combos of ace-queen. Okay, queen. so there's that. We have all combos of queens, which is another six combos. I don't think we call the turn with non-club queen. Okay, that's fair. So three combos. Okay, great.
0: Three combos of queens. So that's six. Yeah. Um, two tens. With, I think we, with I th- the ten of clubs? Yeah, with the ten of clubs. So another, so another three. three. That's nine. That's it. Okay. So we got... Six better and nine worse, and then we got a whole bunch of ace king in there. Yeah. Well, we could decide, we could say because we have the king of clubs, we're more apt to call because we block uh, flushes. Yeah, sure. That's a reason to call it. So that's the way we split up this. Yeah. We can't call with all the ace kings, maybe if you bet 250. So we bet we
1: call with the king of clubs. We call when we have
0: the king of clubs because that blocks the nuts. Yeah. Um, So that means this is one of the combos where we would probably have to find a call. That seems like a reasonable way to do it anyway.
1: It does. Let's talk more. I think Robles river check makes all the sense in the world. I don't think we need to go into it that much at this point. Like there's not much value in betting. Seaver might call with his exact hand. He might fold his exact hand. If, if Robles bets, we're not sure. I
0: don't know. Seaver's going to think for a while and not like it no matter what he does.
1: Well, we need to talk about is Seaver's check back.
0: Yes. This is the whole thing.
1: This is called except for the four bet, losing the minimum. This is losing. The minimum would be just folding preflop, but right. This is the minimum. Once we get to the flop. Absolutely. So how does he do it? How does he know?
0: Well, I think it comes back to... I think it's all boiled into what we were talking about on the turn, which is Robles' range is such that there's very few hands that can actually call a bet on the river that we would want to call a bet on the river. It's
1: like, just ace-queen.
0: And we're not sure ace-queen's going to call if we bet again. It's not. Like <laughs> I don't know if that's true or
1: not. Give Robo ace-queen a spades here. I don't know. It depends on Seaver's image. Right? If, if I mean, we... Based well, on the he, distribution we just did for Roble, Ace-Queen's a fold.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Maybe if Seaver bets really small, he, he right. Calls. You're
0: right. You're right. We were saying we are going to fold.
1: Well, because we are saying
0: if he bets 250K. But if Seaver if bets, bet bets 90 into
1: 135, I think Ace-Queen's probably supposed to fold.
0: All the Ace-Kings are going to call, obviously. Yep. All the sets are going to call, obviously. Yep. Um, Ace Ace-Queen is, Ace-Queen is where it gets tough. That's that's the first really hard decision.
1: And ace-10 isn't there because of preflop. And ace-jack isn't there. Right. So it's ace-queen and
0: then the hands that are easily folding, like queens yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. So ace-queen is the question mark, and I don't know. I It's it's probably we're supposed to call with some and fold some of them, honestly.
1: Yeah, but from also from Seaver's perspective, there are not that many combos of ace-queen ace, because he blocks the ace. He blocks the ace. That's right. And we assume it's probably ace-queen suited yeah. if there's any. So, so there's, there's only two, two combos. There's two
0: combos of ace-queen. Yeah. So we're betting to get called by those two combos. And which might just fold anyway. Which, which might fold or might not exist. They yeah. may not even call the, the pre-flop. Yeah. Four bet. I would fold them. Yeah. Out of position, I would just fold that hand. Probably. Very comfortably. And Robo might too. Yep. So... Now, what are we... Now, we're, there's nothing we can hope for. Well, yeah. we bet nothing good can happen. No, if we just true. fold out hands
1: that we're going to fold no matter what, and whatever, there is no value to be had, or we get snapped by the better hands. We might be in true, like, true level
0: game theory disaster yeah. right here. Like, literally, there's no worse hand that can call us and no better hand that's going to fold. Right. <laughs> that would be problematic So we 90K.
1: This seems so obvious, but Seaver figures it out on the fly. Like, it would be really hard for me,
0: I think, in the moment to sit there and not try and get value because I feel like one of the things in No Limit, especially the last like four or five months, um, I've been really focused on is getting value, getting value on the river specifically. This feels like uh, I have to get value for this hand on the river spot. So they could be able to go that next step and say, like, there's nothing to get value from in the moment is super impressive.
1: It is impressive. And now this was a bit before the thin value trend really took hold mm-hmm.
0: and on its surface, yes. it doesn't look
1: like thin value, but if you're a competent player and you actually think about this hand, it's definitely thin value to, to be Ace Jack. Yeah. And I think part of your thinking is even though we're well aware of, of the trends and how people overemphasize the trends in poker, like it used to be hero calling. Now it's thin value betting. It doesn't mean that we're not a victim of that as well. Of course. And it's possible you're a victim of like, I need to get thin value all the time, every time, because that's what good players do. And that's the only way to play.
0: I mean, well, look. I mean, I've definitely been in spots where I have like gone away from thin value. Like in the past, I'm thinking about it even because I put someone on like a really tight range of hands. Turned out I was wrong. Would have gotten value, you know. And it's like, okay, like just because you put them on this range of hands doesn't mean you're always exactly right. And you have to like, but
1: like, this there's is, something
0: there's something to be learned here, maybe. And you know, but this is this feels a little different. This is
1: such a well defined scenario. I agree. But without having the time to think about it and talk about it like we did. It might be easy for even a very good player like you to, to say, like, I need to get value right. here, even though once you actually think it through, it's a horrible idea.
0: The thing that I can see myself really talking myself into also is the whole he can't have clubs. Yeah. So I, so he can't have the nuts. I can. So I don't have to worry about that. It's really hard for him to have a set. It's possible. It's really hard. There aren't that many sets he can have. Yeah. Jacks. Sure. Jacks makes sense. Set of eights. Set of eights makes sense. He might play the set of eights. Uh, he might bet the set of eights on the turn himself. He might. I don't know, the, it's a really bad card for him on the turn. It's not a great card, but there. are, But usually we're going to bet a lot of us. Eh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not going to bet the set of eights. But there's, I, I could, I could see myself talking myself into. There's very little life to be afraid of. So let's take a shot at getting thin value. But you would be wrong. Yes. So hopefully I'd be able to realize that in the moment and not bet. I'm not sure because this is a super high level check back by Scott Seaver that he does right away. Yep. Like, it's the most normal thing. And this is what I wanted to say before that I said, let's wait till the end of the hand to talk about, which is the thing that makes all of this happen is the call four bet and call by Robo. Oh, absolutely. That's what defines everything. If this was just Robo opens and Seaver three bets or vice versa, I think there would be, like, a lot more money going in.
1: Well, also, there would be a lot more caution about clubs. People would be expecting a lot more club combos out of each player. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. But there's be so many more combos everyone can have and so many more ways people can have things, and everything would just be different, but it's just so well-defined. Seaver just sees that. Seaver's Sever, sitting there like, boy, I really hope it doesn't have ace-queen because I'm going to look a little bit dumb. Not really dumb, but I'm going I'm to feel a little bit dumb if I missed out, but, but I got to check this hand. This is clearly a check. And he checks, and he doesn't look dumb. He looks, like, he looks like a genius.
1: Robles' range here is one of the most defined ranges I can remember doing a breakdown on. Uh, Michael...
0: The Mike, guy with the straight flesh.
1: Oh, Michael Ruan. Michael
0: Ruan had, yeah. the, had a more defined range. Yes, he did. When he shoved sixty blinds in the river, yeah. or whatever it was. When he and he actually and it looked like James Oakes could never fold based on how much he bet. And James Opes kind of always has a full house there. Yeah. And all that that whole thing. Um that's the more that's the only more defined range I can think of off the top of my head. Where yep. it's like he always has it, at least in a breakdown that we've done.
1: And that's uh indicative that the more bets that go in, the easier it is to define the range. And that, that should be obvious, but... You mean like, pre-flop? No, just any time, because there was a three-bet on the flop in that hand. Which oh, in that hand. That right, is right. why the range was so defined, because the, the flop was three-bet.
0: Right. When you say more bets, you mean on any particular yeah. street? Yeah. Yeah, and not total. total. Well, I do mean total. Well, total matters, too. But like, you, like, for example, in this hand, we had four bets pre, and then we only had one more bet the True. rest of the way, but still the hand was crazy defined.
1: Maybe if there's any one particular street that has That's what it multiple is. bets
0: go in. I think as soon as you get to any place where there's a three bet, especially post-flop, yeah.
1: stuff gets defined pretty quickly. Yeah. You know? Well, that was a really well-played hand by Scott Siever, even though on a surface it just looks like maybe he should be betting. you know. But he
0: I sh- mean, I love how both these guys played this hand. I really do. Yeah,
1: I think they, this is, they're showing why they're the best players in the world, like uh, among the best players in the world, it's, it's not the hands that are super flashy, the super flashy hero calls like those, those help, you know, but these are the places where they really make their money, right? Where they make these subtle decisions that take us 45 minutes to talk about, to be like, that's obvious, but I wouldn't have thought it was obvious when I was there. I
0: mean, if, if either of us made that check in that game, yeah, I think the other one would be like, how did you do that? It wouldn't be obvious at all. Like I watched this hand today and I was like, I think I get it. Like I get it, Yeah, you know, but I've already seen this hand and I've had like, over the years, I've seen it when it first came out. I've seen it a few other times, and in the beginning, I used to be like kind of mystified that he was able to check it back. And when I watched it this time, I was like, I get it now. Yeah, I get what's going on. But but actually, then talking about it, it's much clearer to me even now that we've done this breakdown on it than before. Yeah. Like where it's like, oh yeah, like there's nothing left,
1: which is the point of the breakdown. It's why it's the greatest podcast that's ever existed in the world because it's not only a journey for the listener, but also for us. It's true, Jonathan. It's true. We're not doing
0: this. I mean, this is a show. And it's entertainment, but it ain't scripted. And this is all real. <laughs> like, yeah. we're figuring it out, too. And sometimes we have very strong opinions going in, and we change them, as you guys probably know, if you've ever listened to earlier episodes. But this is exactly what it's about. It's about exploring the decisions. And you get to, like, listen to us, explore it, and, you know, come along with, the, with us on this yeah. journey. It's
1: like the memento of podcasts. It's, it's mesmerizing. It's um, got Guy Pierce in it. Yeah. But he doesn't know that he's in it. <laughs> well, he knows for a very short period of time. Yeah. But then he's like, What am, where's I't oh, why is there a tattoo of an Ace of Clubs I on my arm? feel drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're done. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor. A quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took him on a minor break. But I'm back to claim the throne. and going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.